Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who alone does wonders, who lifts up the lowly, who fills the hungry with good things. If you're listening to us on the radio, we'd like to let you know it is time to get your Resurrection Lutheran Advent Pack. This is a pack that comes in a bright blue polka dotted envelope. In it is a booklet of daily devotions. These devotions are used by all the evangelical Lutherans in Alaska so that we can pray and reflect through the season together. Included as well are the carols and hymns that we'll be using on Christmas Eve. So whether you're on YouTube, Zoom, or in person, you'll have the music to sing together with us. There's a brief letter of introduction, and then there's a set of candles. For Christmas Eve, we do a silent night candle lighting service, and we like to pass the light from one to another. Again, whether you're in person or on Zoom or on YouTube, you can participate in the service as well. If you'd like to get one of these in Juno, just come by and pick one up. Let us know when you're coming so we can make sure to have it ready for you. If you would like to receive one through the mail, go to junolive.org. There's a form to fill out to request an Advent pack, or you can email and call us. May you have a blessed Advent. Let us pray. We praise you, O God, for this evergreen crown that marks our days of preparation for Christ's Advent. As we light the first candle of this wreath, rouse us from sleep that we may be ready to greet our Lord when he comes with all the saints and angels. Enlighten us with your grace and prepare our hearts to welcome him with joy. Grant this through Christ our Lord, whose coming is certain and whose day draws near. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You may be Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. 
by your merciful protection, alert us to the threatening dangers of our sins and redeem us for your life of justice. For you live and reign with the Father and the, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Ready? Now is the time for our children's message. Today we're going to talk about waiting. Do you like to wait? You do? <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> Did you know that if you live to be 70 years old, you will spend three years of your life waiting? That's a lot. You are three years old. That's your whole life somebody has spent waiting. Waiting for mommy to be done at work, waiting for a doctor's appointment, waiting for your food to come at a restaurant. But what are we waiting for right now? Do you know? Yeah. You do? Does it have to do with that tree? What kind of tree is that? Yeah. Christmas tree. You want to talk into the mic? Yeah. It's a Christmas tree. Yeah, and right now it's Advent. And Advent is the time we spend waiting for Christmas. Thank you. Now, what are some things that you wait for on Christmas? Presents. Presents. Presents and your stocking and maybe for no school. No school. No school, yeah. Is it, is it easy to wait? Yeah. It is. I mean, because we have to, right? Well, during Advent, I think we should think about... Think about... I think we should think about what we can do while we're waiting. Just so that we're not wasting our time. Waiting. Yeah, waiting. Okay, can I talk for a second? What are some things we can do while we wait? Can we talk about the story of baby Jesus? I think we can. Can we be nice to other people? Yeah, we can do that. Can we think about Jesus and being a giving person? You're so funny. Okay, for serious though. During Advent, we're waiting. We're waiting for Christmas, for baby Jesus for the gift that God gave to us. Can we pray about waiting? Yeah, real fast? Yeah. Okay. I know. All right, Mike Hogger. All right, let's pray. Put your hands together. Dear God. Dear God. Thank you for this time so that we can learn how to wait and how to show your love in this show season. Show Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. 
Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you will know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Every day he was teaching in the temple, and at night he would go out and spend the night on the Mount of Olives, as it was called. And all the people would get up early in the morning to listen to him in the temple. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. So, we already talked a little bit about Advent and waiting and preparation. Uh, Advent is is this season that for inside the church we're observing Advent and in the secular world we're observing pre-Christmas and as Christians we carry both right I mean that's that's just part of our reality is that we're, we're living Advent in the church well one of the reasons we're invited into a reflective Advent is so that we don't rush past all the development, insight, and growth that happens while we're waiting. You know, there are a lot of famous, famous sayings about the journey being the important part, because that's, that's where our life happens. Our life happens on the journey. And if Christmas is just a destination, then, then we miss. We miss what comes, uh, what's offered in it, what comes with it. Now, it's funny because the, uh, this is considered a text of rejoicing. And if you look back at the text, it sounds more like a text of scary to me than a text of rejoicing. Because it talks about all the signs and the wonders. Well, I'm going to remind you that apocalyptic language is a particular type of, of theological writing, a particular type of biblical writing that involves uh, hyperbole, coding, poetry, um, and a lot of associations, some of which we may still understand, some of which we may not. And part of this being... Um, all the things that are happening around the world is not so that we can, because it says, as soon as these things start happening, you will know the kingdom of God is near, which means that any time a big disaster or series of disasters happen, it's easy to say, oh, those are the signs. <clears throat> well, these things are happening on an ongoing basis, a basis in humans' world, right? Certainly, 
during the time of Jesus, and for 2,000 years since Jesus' resurrection, we've continued to have earthquakes and oops, earthquakes and I don't remember what the other other signs were. Uh, off the top of my head, um, roaring of the sea and waves, people fainting from fear, and uh, Okay, I guess those are the ones that are brought up, brought up in this particular text. I like that image of fainting from fear. Observe. The main message is observe. Watch what is happening in the world. Watch what God is doing in the world. Watch how God comes near in these catastrophic events, traumatic events, dramatic events. Certainly when, when this text was first read, the, the passage, um, this generation will not pass away until these things have come to pass, was read as though the fulfillment of the promise, the return of Jesus was going to happen in the natural lifetimes. Uh, of the um, disciples. Well, we've come to look at it differently and say, these things are coming to pass on an ongoing basis. God is coming and has come on an ongoing basis. It's a good time to take note when something major happens, because otherwise we're just going through our daily lives, which is what he gets to in the last paragraph where he says, um, be on guard that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation. I like that word, dissipation. Go home and look it up. Uh, I did. Uh, dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. Notice that drunkenness and worries of this life are in the same phrase. The point being, that right here, there's no moral value being placed on it. It's about anything that distracts you. Anything that distracts you from the presence of God in your life, in our lives, in the world, is taking your attention away. And when life is mundane and we're just going about our regular tasks, it's easy not to notice. So notice when the Big stuff happens. Notice how God is coming in the same way that you notice spring and the flowering of the trees because it's refreshing after a long winter or a long winter in some cases. <laughs> I added the last two verses that are in brackets, additional verses. Um, it was actually in a, in a text study with Pastor Sue that she mentioned this, that verse 37 and 38 are important to me because be alert at all times is an invitation to stay conscious of God's presence in our life. But for those of us who have been on edge for the last year and a half, two years, being alert is exhausting. You know, you can, you can go up to full speed on, your, on yourself and your life for a limited period. 
trying to stay at that level will wear you out and it will break you. It is true for those of us who have been on edge because of COVID-19 and, and the responsibilities and the fears associated with it. But it's also true for people whose, whose jobs require a 24-hour alertness. They die younger. They have higher rates of heart disease, PTSD. Because staying alert all the time skips Sabbath, which you know is one of my favorite topics. So I added in verse 37 and 38 because the story does continue scripturally, even though it doesn't in the, in the assigned passage. With the every day he was teaching and at night he would go out and spend the night on the Mount of Olives and the people would get up early in the morning and listen to him in the temple. Okay, not loving the getting up early in the morning part, but he would go and rest. He's saying stay alert, but not to the point where you are not tending to the requirements of your health. Stay alert to God's presence, not spin yourself out of control trying to be ready for God, trying to figure out when God's coming, trying to do, there are people who over-volunteer in the church and it's not healthy for them or for the church. Take some time to rest so that you can be attentive. Anybody here ever experienced extended sleep deprivation? Okay. How easy is it to be alert and focused and attentive when you're sleep deprived? Concentration? No? Making connections, even sometimes thinking of vocabulary, remembering what you're supposed to do. Sleep deprivation is hard on us, and that's not the only kind of rest, but it's a good example of you cannot be alert if you are not tending to your well-being. This is true of us as human individuals and our individual bodies. It is true of us as congregation. We are called to do ministry and mission as a congregation. We have to evaluate on an ongoing basis, though. Are we doing the right amount that is healthy for us so that we are really exceeding our own expectations, but not creating a situation where we're unable to serve. It's called burnout, church burnout, it's a reality. It's important to think about it on a community basis, family basis. Take care of your people. Take care of the people in your family. Take care of the people in your community. Take care of the planet. But there are people who can drive themselves crazy by trying to do so much. Now, the Advent this year is going to be a, a, an interesting um, fo set of, of, of focus. Focuses? Foci? Foci? Foci, thank you. Uh, here on this first Sunday, we're really talking about a cosmic level 
of God's coming, God's creation in the cosmos and the world, God's coming to the world, partly to remind us that when God comes, God's advent, Christ's advent, is for the world. And it's easy for sometimes, especially in an individualistic society, for us to get really focused on our relationship with God and our behavior as Christians. But Christ comes to the cosmos, to the world, as the world. And so it's not just about an individual thing. We will get to the individual thing over the four, four weeks. But today we're looking at how, how, is, how is Christ's advent transformative in the world? It's a challenge. Because we can look around and see some ways that God has done wonderful things through community and through the world. But we can also see a lot of damage and a lot of destruction and a lot of fear. He says here, people will be afraid. He doesn't say, be afraid. He says, be alert. And I'm going to change the language of stand up to just raise up so that we're more inclusive. But raise up your attention when you start to get overwhelmed with what's going on in the world. When you start to get overwhelmed with climate change, with the economy, with uh, in some places what appears to be the rise of dictatorships and or fascism, genocide, starvation, intentional starvation of people. As we look at that, we can also look beyond that because we know that as that happens, that brings the redemption of Christ closer. Every time there's a break, there's an open space for Christ to come in. It's not about wishing for disasters. It's about seeing, though, where Christ comes in the disasters, in the world, and what is our place in it. So, stay alert. Notice the signs. Pay attention to what's happening in the world. Take care of yourself so that you can stay alert, both for yourself and for your neighbor. This week, I invite you to just pray for the world and discern your calling in this world as part of this world that God is coming back to. What is your global role? What is your community role? What is a new role for you? That's your invitation. Come and see what it does to you. In this season of watching and waiting, let us pray for all people and places that yearn for God's presence. God of presence and peace, strengthen your church around the globe to proclaim the message of your love coming to the world. 
open our hearts to recognize your face in all people and in all of creation. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of mighty redwoods and microscopic plants, fields, city parks, the wind and the waves, be a healing balm to our wounded planet. May we nurture what you have lovingly created. Hear us, O God. God of equity and compassion, bring righteousness and goodness to all peoples of the earth. Give a heart of discernment and integrity to leaders in our communities, especially as leaders address health concerns created by the Omicron variant of the COVID-19. Hear us, O God. God of comfort and care, be present with those who watch and wait. Come to all who await births, deaths, divorces, new unions, new jobs, retirement, healing, and life transitions of every kind. Hear us, O God. God of promises kept and new dreams awakened, shelter your people from destructive storms. We pray for those whose lives have been upended by natural disasters, for the work of Lutheran Disaster Response, Lutheran World World Relief, and other relief organizations. Hear us, O God. God of wisdom and service, strengthen church leaders. Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Leeseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Trapper Creek Fellowship that all may to your imminent love. Hear us, O God. And for what else do the people of God pray? For those with addictions? God of companionship and community, we give you thanks for the saints who journeyed with us and now abide in you. Even in distress and uncertainty, make us confident that your promises endure forever. Hear us, O God. God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers and those of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which is helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC Food Pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of our waiting and watching, we offer the gifts of our hearts and our lives to the service of all your people. 
Prepare the way for us as we meet you in this simple meal. Through Christ Jesus, our pathway and our peace. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please join me with the mission statement. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God of hope, fill us all with joy and peace in believing so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus, for whom we wait. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is near. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.